During the offseason, Ohio State has been building momentum and gaining confidence that they will accomplish all their goals in 2023. The same can be said about Jack Sawyer because he is confident that as he has trimmed up, it is time for him to take the next step in his career in Columbus. You are Locked On Buckeyes, your daily podcast on the Ohio State Buckeyes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Buckeye fans? Welcome back to another episode of Locked on Buckeyes for Locked on Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jay Stevens, also the host of the Jay Stevens Podcast. It is a Friday, August 18th in the year 2023, and I want to thank you for making Locked on Buckeyes your first listen or first watch of every single day. During today's show, we will discuss who is in the front runner to be the backup tight end at Ohio State? And my little mid preseason reminder about how fans should view NFL preseason games. But first, there's a player that wears number 33, and no way is not in the running to be QB1. Not this player that wears 33. It's a guy who is in his third year in Columbus and Jack Sawyer, who is back playing full-time defensive end and someone that I think has been a the topic of a lot of conversations during the offseason. People have been wondering what version of Jack Sawyer will you get? Well, maybe you know the version, but will you think, hey, the floor is what we got last year. Is there another level of two levels, three levels, five levels for Jack Sawyer to tap into in this upcoming season? And if that's the case, if there are that many levels and if he he keeps getting better and better and better, we could be looking at a player that is an all Big Ten guy. At the same time, we could be looking at a guy that maybe doesn't take the steps in the right way that people think he should. And you could be saying, well, Jack didn't do it. Who is the proper player to play opposite of Troy Malowal during the upcoming season? And with the Jack Sawyer conversation, I have talked a lot about it, and I've said made a statement about my allegiance is to, and I am not, I don't have an allegiance tied to such and such and so and so. And I've said that the past uh, uh, quite a few times over the past few weeks. But all in all, one thing is still true: I want the Buckeyes to be successful. I am a fan, yes. But I'm also having a job to be a, an analyst, and it's also fun covering a team that is really good at playing the football. Also, for the basketball side at Ohio State, last year was not that fun. No, it's not fun covering a basketball team that doesn't win a lot or a football team that is very frustrating. Sometimes those things are not fun. It's fun doing the winning. It's fun talking about the highlights and the moments that we talk about for weeks in months and years after they happen. And I would love for that to be the same way about Jack Sawyer that in the next few weeks and maybe months and even years down the road, we're saying year three for Jack Sawyer was the time when he took a major step up in his progression of being a Buckeye. One of the best things about Jack Sawyer and his confidence that I do believe he's, he has going into the upcoming season, one is his frame. He is up to 265, 265 pounds. You might say, Jay, that's pretty big, man. Like, defensive end, I don't care if it's college or NFL, like, that's pretty big. Have you seen him? He looks like he's a 
He looks like he's been doing push-ups for breakfast. He looks like he has um, been doing the things that are proper for him to have a healthy and solid and lean version of 265 pounds standing at six foot four. But also, he even discussed how he has trimmed up and got some of that baby fat off of his frame, which is huge. And we talk about, and I have been very key on and big on discussing the strength and conditioning program at Ohio State. Not so much this offseason because my eyes have showed me in the offseason the work has been put in. When the pads come on, you can tell they've been putting in that work. Previously, there were times in the previous years where I've questioned the Ohio State strength and conditioning program, and maybe it's not Mickey Mariotti, maybe it's the players, or maybe it's the conditions and circumstances that are right there in front of them where they're saying, we can't do what we need to do, or maybe things needed to be tweaked and that, that hadn't been tweaked yet for players to be in the best shape going into another long, grueling college football season. But Jack Sawyer trimming up is great, but also for Jack Sawyer, playing his playing the proper position is is what he is. It, 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 it's key. Imagine JT Tomaloa being quarterback. He may have a phenomenal arm, a strong arm. Is he accurate? Uh, prob- I don't know. But is he better suited at defensive end versus quarterback? I believe so. Think about Kyle McCord playing safety. You would say absolutely not. And so a guy playing his proper, proper position, you may say, Jay, that's an easy one. That makes a whole lot of sense. And yes, it's going to boost somebody's confidence if they're playing the proper position. Think about what happened a year ago. Jim Nose comes in, new defensive coordinator. I believe he's making a couple million dollars a year. And the thought is, Jim Nose, you come in and quickly change this thing around. Numerically, statistically, you'll see one thing. I do think the Buckeyes made strides in the right direction a year ago, even though the Buckeyes gave up too many big plays. Miss me on that. Jim Knowles defense does this. Jim Knowles defense does that. I put that, a lot of that on the players. Y'all are on the field. Y'all are missing tackles. Y'all have bad reads. Y'all are taking poor angles. So you can say all you want about Jim Knowles and the defense, and that's why the big plays were given up, given up a year ago. Buddy, a lot of that can be solved if players are just keying and eyeing the right thing. Now, of course, you can't run man-to-man all the time, and there are times you need to change up the coverage. So it's not all on the players, not all on the coaches. I'm not going to put all the thought on the coach like some people do. However, I do think a year ago, having Jack Sawyer play the Jack position, more of a two-point stance, um, hybrid DN linebacker role, in theory, maybe it was a great idea in the meeting rooms. In practice and application, it was not. And so I do believe for Jack Sawyer to be Jack Sawyer to be in his proper position in the upcoming season is key and is huge, which is why he is building confidence. Even Larry Johnson during a recent presser, he even discussed um, Jack Sawyer and why he is a defensive end. He said, quote, Jack is a defensive end. I think he's more happy now with his hand in the ground, rushing from the end position, and Jack's done a good job taking care of himself. He's got his body weight down. He's really trim, and he's really done some good things for us. I'm excited to see how his season goes, end quote. Also, when your coach talks about your confidence, that's great. But what does a player have to say about his own comfort level with his role in the upcoming season? Jack Sawyer spoke about that in a recent presser as well. Quote, I feel very comfortable being back at defensive end. I feel happy about it. When me, Coach Knowles, and Coach Jay talked about it after the season, that's what I wanted to do, and that's what they thought I was best at too. End quote. I'm right there. 
let a guy go to his position where he needs to play, where he should play, and let him cook. Let the boys eat, let them cook, don't matter, whatever phrase you want to utilize to describe what needs to happen. Let Jack play defensive end and let him cook. And I'm really glad that he is comfortable with this role. He is confident in his, in his ability. Coach Johnson believes in him. Coach Knowles and Coach Jay talked to him about the role that they saw fit for him in the upcoming season. And I am glad Jack Sawyer is on this team. And I cannot wait to see what number 33 on defense does for the Buckeyes in 2023. As much as I'm glad to see Jack Sawyer play football, I am wondering, is Jack Joe Warrior going to be the backup tight end, or is that role going to go to G. Scott Jr.? We tackle this topic next on Locked on Buckeyes. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. For championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right. The first time around, just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know the parts will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Buckeyes your first listen every single day. Tomorrow is the Ohio State Buckeyes' second scrimmage of fall camp. And during fall camp, during this period of time, you know who you have a good feeling, good grasp about who your starters are going to be week one. We hear a lot about the quarterback position and it being up in the air between Kyle McCord and Devin Brown. A lot of that is coach speak. A lot of that is Ryan Day simply doing what Ryan Day does. And this is the first time, I believe, since even the 2018 quarterback battle that there's people on both sides that legitimately think Devin Brown or Kyle McCord will start. 2018, when Joe Burrow got hurt, it was kind of easy to say that Dwayne Haskins was going to be QB1. In 2019, when Dustin Fields transferred from Georgia, it was almost a foregone conclusion. He was going to be QB1. In 2021, when C.J. Stroud was QB1, yeah, all offseason was Jack Miller the third and C.J. Stroud, but people really believe that Stroud was the front runner and the leader in the clubhouse in this conversation. During that season in, I believe it was 2020, there was conversations, is it Jack Bill III or C.J. Stroud? Ohio State does not put out an official depth chart. And so I remember that season, there was a time period when 
Jack Mill the third was the first off the bench, and then Stroud was the first off the bench. And I'm like, okay, day, you're just really just um keeping the cards to your to your chest. But then in the game against Clemson in the playoff, what happened? We witnessed when Fields went down when he took that nasty hit from James Skowski. First guy off the bench was CJ Stroud in a backup role in a pinch when Fields came off, came back on and scored a touchdown, and the rest is history. And so for that situation, that is interesting. What's also interesting when we talk about the scrimmages, sometimes you know the starters. This is also a time when a guy can emerge and say, I am going to be the backup or in, in this position. May it be Dallin Hayden solidifying himself as a third string running back. May it be CJ Hicks saying he's a first linebacker off the off the bench. No matter if it is middle linebacker or the will linebacker, CJ Hicks is that guy. The battle between Jordan Hancock and Davidson Igbenosin. Maybe somebody can have the upper hand there. These are things we're going to find out in the scrimmage, but also when it comes to tight end, I haven't done a lot of talk about the tight end over the past few weeks. Cade Stover is a guy. That is easy. That is an easy statement to make. It's also an easy statement to make that the next two guys are Joe Royer and G. Scott Jr. Now, here's where things get a little bit interesting. We don't know who the guy that's going to be the backup is right now. Maybe you're a Joe Royer guy. Maybe you're a G. Scott Jr. guy. Wherever you stand, they have different height. There's a difference in weight. There's one guy who is a play tight end, came to Ohio State to play tight end. There's another guy who came to Ohio State to play receiver, who transferred, changed, and moved to tight end to get on the field more, had to change his body, had to gain weight, had to figure out and learn how to block, how to consistently come out of a three-point stance. There's a lot that goes into, into that for G. Scott Jr. So for these two guys specifically, it's not Joe Warrior versus G. Scott Jr. that, that are – that are going to be in a UFC fighter. Maybe they're competing uh, and they're not in their enemies. It's nothing like that. They're teammates, but they're battling for playing time. When it comes to Joe Royer, he is mentally and physically stronger than he was a year ago, which is huge. Sitting at six foot five, 255 pounds. He recently discussed his first practice at Ohio state. He was lined up across from Zach Harrison. And he said he went 10 yards the wrong way and said, oh my, this is different. And during the process of him being at Ohio State, he realized the importance and the emphasis of simply gaining 10 pounds. There is a reason why when we do our uh, summer scouting with my guy, Ryan Roberts of NFL, uh, of Rising Draft Scouting, and uh, we discuss O-line, D-line, linebacker, safety, doesn't matter. Weight's really important. And when he says that guys would go to the combine and test well, yes, some of those things are measurables that you just walk into there and say, are you ready for this? What's your height? Now, what's your weight? That's really more of the measurable people look at more. Yeah, but they look at the 40 time and the vertical, the broad jump, the three cone drill, all of those things, those measurables as well to try to figure out how you stack up against other guys. 6'5", 255, I believe that's what Ryan Day wants out of the typical size from a tight end at Ohio State. At the same time, a year ago, physically and mentally, Joe Warrior was not up to the task, and he was not ready to take on this role, even as a backup tight end, the first guy off the bench. G. Scott Jr. gave a little bit of background earlier, but G. Scott Jr. believes he has the best version of himself right now going into the upcoming season, sitting at six foot three, 240 pounds. And I remember, I remember during his transition, his change to, to tight end, 
I hear him talking about saying, man, I'm a couple hamburgers away from 225. And I'm like, woo, woo, okay. Uh, good progress. Okay, what's next? And I was very much a wait and see guy. It wasn't the fact that I that I did not believe he would be a good receiving tight end. That wasn't the case. It was a fact that I realized that at Ohio State, what do they need you to do? Block very well to get on the field as tight end. There's also a role for G. Scott Jr. that maybe not being the in-line tight end, maybe an offset or H-back role, but still being a big piece of the pie in the passing game. Those are things that you can utilize as well. But I also wonder for G. Scott Jr., how does he handle this new role? If it is a backup role at tight end, is he mentally ready? Maybe I think he's fit, he might be physically ready, but maybe is he mentally ready for what's to come? Literally TBD to be determined. For Joe Royer, when things get tough, maybe he does get pushed back, maybe not 10 yards by an opponent, but maybe five yards by an opponent, and that's on film, on live television, national TV. How does he respond during those moments? And so for both of these guys, their role is not going to be the same, and the the plays and the routes they'll run will not be the same as Cade Stover in the upcoming season. However, one thing is still true. Both of these guys play a big part of Ohio State being successful in 2023. You can find them maybe on special teams, um, just getting on the field a little bit more. Maybe you could find them um, coaching up guys on the sideline, still being a team player, whatever it is. There is a battle. And I think when we think about the grand scheme of things, it positions at Ohio State. We put an emphasis on starting center, starting left and right tackle. Top two guys in the running back room, and who's going to be number three? We put, we put an emphasis on there. QB1, whoever loses that battle, we know the loser is QB2. You're comfortable with that. Receiver, don't really talk about it. Defensive end, Jack Sawyer, Jack Sawyer is going to start week one. I had no thought about that. However, we're wondering, is somebody else in K-Jack or Caden Curry, are they going to come up and play? We know who's going to be at linebacker. The backups, the two backups are pretty solid in Cody Simon and C.J. Hicks. So we could go through the roster and say, well, that's comfortable. We know this. We have an answer for that. We don't know the tight end rotation or even how much 12 personnel, one running back, two tight ends, the Buckeyes will use. And if they do use 12 personnel at a clip that I think they should, who is it? Not sure. To be determined. Got to wait and see what's going to happen. And this is one that I think we should all be watching, not only during the season or early in the season, but also looking to hear reports about how the things go for Royer and G. Scott Jr. during the second scrimmage of fall camp tomorrow. I don't normally go over things with the NFL here on the show. However, there are numerous Buckeyes that are um, going to get a lot of attention over the next few weeks as the preseason rolls on and the NFL regular season starts in September. And I want to just warn everybody, as we're in the middle of preseason, how we should or encourage everyone to have a proper view to NFL preseason games going forward. What is it? I'll tell you next on Locked on Buckeyes. Thanks for speaking Locked on Buckeyes. Your first listen every single day. The NFL preseason, it's a fun time. Football is back. B-A-C-K. Been waiting for it for a long time. Some of you may have been out to preseason games multiple already. Great. Go to Ken. Go to there to Cleveland. Watch the games. 
do what you got to do. It's fun to have football back. Many of you are like me, and you'll be getting out to a high school football game tonight. I know St. Edwards is playing uh, Center Grove from the state that I was born in, in Indiana, the same school that uh, Caden Curry went to. So that's going to be a good one. You're going to have um, a team in Center Grove who's won three straight uh, state championships versus a team in St. Edwards who's one of the best teams in the country, who also has a couple twins who are going to Ohio State as Buckeye commits in the upcoming class. If you are not going to a game tonight, I encourage you to go there. You will definitely get your money's worth. Football's fun. We love it. But also, there's different ways to view the period of football we're watching. College football is one of those sports that you don't have a scrimmage or preseason or anything. It's literally scrimmage yourselves for a few weeks and then go right into the regular season. Great. It's the method that they have made, which also makes week one way more enjoyable. The NFL, you have the NFL preseason. Well, you, I mean, you even go back to uh, rookie mini camp and you got OTAs, you got training camp. You got all this stuff coming up to leading into the upcoming NFL season. We're in the middle, in the midst of the NFL preseason. I believe it's the week of Labor Day. It might be the week after that. Forget the exact date, the exact dates of the beginning of the NFL regular season. However, the NFL regular season will be here before we know it. And so this portion of time right now is going to get a lot of our attention. As I am a Colts fan, I'm watching very closely what's going on with Anthony Richardson. And I definitely have my own thoughts about where, when Richardson should see the field. If I agree with him being the regular season starter or not. If you want my thoughts there, head to the Jay Stevens podcast. That episode's coming out Monday. But ultimately, preseason has a, a way to view it. Regular season, you view it a certain way. And then the NFL postseason has a certain way to you should view that as well. When it comes to the NFL preseason, I say this all the time on my other pod that I host. Don't really say it here because we talk so much college. It's what this is about. But please, 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 I'm going to warn you. Don't read into things going on during the NFL preseason. Because if I did that, remember, the NFL preseason is practice. These are practice games. They don't mean nothing. Yes, you're trying to evaluate a player and a team and a unit based off things that they have done during training camp, maybe things that they have done during joint practices with other NFL teams. But also, the regular season is what you're looking for. You're working towards that period of time. And so I think about the NFL preseason and practice games. It's kind of similar to how I look at it in a Buckeye scrimmage. I don't care who the winner and loser is. Yeah, I want you to be accurate. Yeah, I, I, I want I want things to go well. I, I want the offense to make the uh to play so well that the defense struggles. I want the defense to play so well that the offense struggles so that there's really you know winner or loser is did we get better today? Yes, you can look at the NFL preseason and a team and saying answering the question, did we get better today? There's a yes and a no, but also in the evaluation, if you read into things going on during the NFL preseason, you might be sorry when the regular season goes, rolls around, and you might say, well, that player, he was a Buckeye. He did well during the preseason. What happened in the regular season? Well, in the preseason, he was probably going up against backups. He was probably a guy that was not going up against the ones, and if the ones were out there, it may not have been the entire first unit, and if the first unit was out there, it may have only been a series or two, and it may have been very, very, very vanilla. Remember last weekend, I was away at my family reunion. My wife and I went up to Fort Wayne, Indiana. And excuse me, I think I just bumped my trash can by my foot, and that made everything just shake a little bit. 
if you're watching us on the YouTube. And uh, I remember the Colts played the Bills um, first preseason game of the season. I got a text from my pastor. I got a text from my brother-in-law. Are you watching the game? And I'm like, y'all know where I'm at. It's not like you guys don't know. But still, reunion, plus my family reunion is a lot different than others. I understand that. There are 200 people there in Fort Wayne, Indiana for the reunion, for family reunion. First one since 2019, and that was a low number compared to what is normally there. So I'll say that, say that for that. Our reunions are different, a lot different. And so I'm sitting here, and I'm like, no, but I think maybe I set it up to record on the YouTube TV. I forgot, but I looked at my phone and the YouTube TV app, and I said, oh, great. It is set to record the game. So I said I'll watch the game. The pastor gave his analysis of it. Um, brother-in-law said he's interested in hearing my analysis of Anthony Richardson. I looked at the stat sheet. Okay, you had uh, uh, Gardner Minshew. Perfect. No incomplete. Uh, I think it was six for six. Sam Ellinger, eight for nine. Okay, cool. Really good numbers. Really good, efficient, accurate balls ever thrown. The guy who has been named the regular season starter for the Colts and Anthony Richardson, I believe he went seven for 13 in an INT. Numbers were not great. INT a uh, way or not. The one question mark for Anthony Richardson is, is he efficient? Efficiency was not on display during the regular season. However, I am questioning, and this is all about the NFL preseason, how in the world do we hear 75%, 78% completions during practice, then in the game, things are different. And I don't know which rider it was or the Indianapolis Stars. I don't want to give the wrong person credit. But I do believe people have said some stuff in practice is shorter checkdowns or things closer to the line of scrimmage. When Richardson has to make reads, read and react in the game, that's when his accuracy goes down. C.J. Stroud, Dewan Jones, Ronnie Hickman, I have seen tweets about them over the past few weeks. Great. Good. Let them play football. Let them get their feet wet. Stroud's going to start for the Texans and have a lot of growing pains. Dewan Jones and Ronnie Hickman, we're going to see what's going to happen. But if they play in the regular season, don't be up here saying, man, they missed the guys at Ohio State. It's a different level of football. But also, regular season's way different. The intensity's different. These are practice games. We're generally the guys that are going to start consistently for any of these teams that are playing. Don't play a lot of ball during this portion of the season. So if you're a person like me that you like watching preseason football, well, I don't really like watching it. I watch a little bit. It's just football, man. I like watching football in general. Great. Watch it. But also, don't read into what's going on on the field. No. No. Don't do that. Don't do it. Just my own warning to you because I want to help you. I encourage you to watch the football. I like football. I also encourage everybody here. This is a free plug. Go out and watch high school football. It doesn't matter if you're in Ohio or Illinois or Indiana. If you're going to watch a Buckeye commitment, a uh, Buckeye recruit, a guy who's already committed to Ohio State, or maybe a family friend or just a local game in your area, it does not matter. Go out and watch the football. You'll enjoy it. It's fun and also get you ready and maybe more prepared for the Buckeyes taking the field September 2nd against the Indiana Hoosiers. We're out of here on a Friday. Thank God it's Friday. So glad it's Friday. Can't wait to be back with you on Monday. Hopefully there's a good chance we'll get an answer about the starting quarterback at Ohio State and get a lot of news about from the scrimmage, the second scrimmage of fall camp, which 
goes down tomorrow. You can follow me on Twitter at jstephen07. Send all of your emails to jstevens317 at gmail.com. This has been Locked on Buckeyes here on a Friday. I'll see you next time.